It's time for the Rural News with Kim Moody in Christchurch. Kia ora Kim and New Zealand's set to export more beef to the US. Kia ora Mani. Yes, domestic beef production is declining in the United States, which means they're looking to import more beef to meet demand. Rabobank's just released Global Beef Quarterly report says the US is now working to rebuild its cow herd after a couple of years of reducing numbers due to drought. Agriculture analyst Genevieve Stevens says that's great news for beef exporters here. So our capacity um, to send more is really good in the sense that what we're seeing is some softening in demand from China, our main market, due to some of the economic headwinds and the ongoing effects of lockdowns in China. So with some of that softening, it's going to allow us to support or send more product into the US and for that demand from the US to support local beef prices here. Ms Stevens says it will be interesting to see if the increased cost of living in the US dampens that demand. If US consumers are starting to feel the pinch at home, they're likely to start trading down to lower value cuts of beef, so increasing their consumption of beef mints opposed to eating more steak, for example, um, and also start to trade down to consume lower value proteins like pork and poultry. Genevieve Stevens says the weaker New Zealand dollar will further support returns for beef farmers. Hawara Taifenua Rural Health Network is warning GP shortages in rural clinics could reach a critical point after being left out of a pay parity package for healthcare workers. The government has announced more than $200 million to address pay parity for non-hospital health staff, but general practices have been left out. Health Minister Andrew Little says he's seen no real evidence of pay parity issues in the general practice sector. Hawara Taifenua's Chief Executive Dr Fiona Bolden says general practices not getting more funding means they'll probably need to cut costs and reduce nurse numbers. Take them away and you'll completely overload GPs, you'll completely overload emergency departments. People's chronic illnesses won't be dealt with. People won't be able to have immunisations. You know, you won't be able to get a dressing done when you want one. You won't be able to have that one-to-one care. Dr Bolden says so far there's been no support for general practice nurses and it's not clear if any is coming. They haven't announced which nurses will be in tranche three. But I think if we don't see uh, practice nurses in tranche three, then that's a very clear signal that general practice nurses are not being supported at all by the government. Dr Fiona Bolden. New climate change guidance has been released for farmers to help them adapt their farms to warming temperatures. Westpac commissioned Lincoln University to look at what impact climate change will have on different farming types. Researchers looked at different scenarios, like dairy farming in a drought in Canterbury and warmer winters for kiwifruit growers in Bay of Plenty, and used that data to put together fact sheets for farmers and growers with ideas of how they can mitigate climate change. Westpac's head of agribusiness, Tim Henshaw, says they're getting concerned customers asking for advice about how to reduce the impacts of climate change. He says the study shows there are things that can be done. There's a lot around feed management, pasture crop and soil management, stock management. What we're doing with effluent management, you know, your drought example, there was things around ensuring you have drought tolerant pasture species, you've got water efficient grass and brassica species, ensuring that you know, your stock water infrastructure is resilient. So a, a wide range. I think it hopefully helps provide ideas. You know, the primary purpose was to first and foremost just understand that risk because that's that first key step.
says eventually banks could look at the impact of climate change when lending, but says it's not something Westpac is considering in the near future. Field Day organisers say farmers are buzzing to attend the event after it was pushed back from its normal June date. The event, which is the largest agricultural gathering of its kind in the Southern Hemisphere, kicks off at Mystery Creek near Hamilton tomorrow. National Field Day Society Chief Executive Peter Nation told Morning Report he doesn't expect the threat of a potential recession to dent sales too much. I mean, sales will be what they are. There'll be people either having to replace equipment or thinking about it and some of those bigger end purchases aren't done on the spur of the moment and you know we know there's a lot of headwinds in front of us there always seems to be some challenges in the market but for a lot of people they also see it as a time to get off farm and come and talk to their professionals or advisors about some of those challenges and work them through. That's Peter Nation. Field Days runs until December the 3rd. Ten commercial beef farmers have been selected to take part in a program looking at improving her genetics. Co-founded by the meat industry and the government, the Informing New Zealand Beef program aims to boost the sector's profits by $460 million over the next 25 years. It's focusing on developing breeding indices, building an across-breed genetic evaluation and data infrastructure, running a beef progeny test and linking in data from commercial herds. Beef and Lamb spokesperson Dan Breyer says farmer involvement is key. It is really important. Genetics is a game of data and the more data is always better. So what we get from including the commercial farmers like these people into our program is we get a whole lot more information which makes the evaluations we're doing stronger and gives the breeders more powerful information for the decision they're making. So yeah, these guys are really crucial to our program. Mr Bryan says the program will bring in 10 new farmers each year through to 2027. And just lastly, in Australia, more beehives are being destroyed after varroa mite was discovered outside of an eradication zone. Authorities have been working to eradicate the mite, which can kill off entire colonies of bees, since it was discovered in New South Wales in June. The ABC reports the latest infected property is outside the eradication zone, which is now being extended, meaning more hives will be destroyed. That's the rural news. Koirante Purongo o te tai whenua.